You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Moniker. We're here to listen and share stories of motherhood and life from the trails from mamas who run ultra marathons. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to all moms who continue to show up, run, and chase their dreams even after having kids. It's not easy, and we'll talk about all the hard and real parts that make up this crazy lifestyle. But we're also here to celebrate and inspire each other to keep finding their inner mom strength that allows us to show this sport new levels of grit and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. It's been a while, Mm -hmm. um, which is the theme of this summer, I feel like, Uh, (laughs) but it's Steph and I today. We have a fun episode coming your way because Steph just ran and completed the Superior 50 Miler. Mm-hmm. Is that like the official term of it's the, the game? Superior Fall 50 Miler because they do okay. have a spring race too. It's not, I think the spring race is like a 25K and a 50K. So okay. they don't have a 50 Miler, but they do have two races up there. Okay. Okay. But you just did the 50 miler. I did. Which is badass. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a big deal. You know, like I like even for like anyone, even people that have like done plenty of 100 milers or whatever distance, like 50 miles, you cannot get past the fact that like that is a long way to go. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to move your body yeah. and a long distance to cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we want to um, hear all about it. So how was it? It was, it was like the perfect day. I mean, it was like a high in the sixties, upper sixties. Mm. Um, it started in the fifties. So it really didn't get too warm um, throughout the day. And I was also in trees almost the entire time. So it was very rare that I was like out in the sun, um, which was really nice. But so we went up from where we live to where the race is, is about five and a half hours away, Northern Minnesota on Lake Superior. Um, and so we went up Thursday after school and Aaron had the week off. And so we went to this cabin and then Friday, the hundred milers started at 8 a.m. on Friday and it rained from like three in the morning Friday until nine at night. So I feel really bad for the hundred milers <laughs> that oh, man. Just like rained on all day. Um, but that plays into how it was on Saturday when we got there. Cause it was very slick and there are so many streams going into Lake Superior and like bogs that have wooden planks Mm-hmm. as part of the trail um and they were so slippery I fell one time and like caught myself and it like pushed my shoulder back so Ooh. my shoulder is like really sore <laughs> from falling yeah. but um yeah so the race started at 5 15 in the morning so we had our headlamps on for about an hour and a half um and it started at this little community center and then we went down a paved road for maybe a quarter of a mile and then onto a logging road for another quarter of a mile. And then we got onto the superior hiking trail. And from there, it's all superior hiking trail. So a single track trail. And some of it's like 
very, very thin. Like you couldn't see like where your foot was outside of it. Like there was just like tons of grass, mm-hmm. which hit a lot of rocks. Um, so mm. you tripped a lot. <laughs> but um, but so that first creek crossing was almost right away, and you just had to like stand there and wait because it was so slippery and the bridge there had been flooding in the spring. Um, and that bridge was kind of broken. And so the, actually the race director was standing there, like telling people how to get across the bridge. And he's like, just be careful with all of the crossings going forward because, um, it's going to be really wet and they don't know, like they looked at the damage and they thought it was fine on some of them, but, um, we just had to be super careful. So, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So he's like, you can use my shoulder to crawl down. Cause it was like a big step down to get off the bridge down onto the <laughs> trail. Oh my god! But um, for the first part, I was in a group of like maybe six people, and the guy that was kind of like leading this group of six of us had run the race a few times previous, so he was kind of talking about like how or what the further on was going to look like and what to look for, and um, he was keeping a really good pace with what I wanted, um, which was an average of. 16 and a half minutes per mile so that would get me to around 14 hours for the race um and so he was doing a really good job and I feel like that really helped me slow down a little bit because I feel like if I wouldn't have followed him or that group I probably would have gone out too fast which could have been a little bit too hard um Mm -hmm. but then we got to the first aid station and um that would that had no crew access. So I think it was five miles in and I had um a pancake and some bacon and um <laughs> love it. Yeah. I just went out on the trail with that folded up and um I had filled my water and electrolytes. And so I didn't really need too much. I felt like I was really good on my hydration. Mm-hmm. I also had a pack of like chews, like um I think it was scratch lab gummies. And then um, I kept up with my salt tabs because I feel like in races previously, I would start cramping up around 18 miles. um, And then I would start taking tabs and I wanted to like stay on top of it this Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I had a really good plan for my nutrition and hydration during this race, which I was really (laughs) proud of. I didn't yes, have it's hard. It is hard. And I didn't have any gut issues. And I also felt like I couldn't eat like it. You had to focus so much on the trail. It was hard to like eat things while you're running. <clears throat> yes. It was so technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and also before I forget about this. So I, we talked about like my watch. I have the Koros. I mm-hmm. downloaded the GPS files that the race director uploaded or created or whatever and it had the aid stations as checkpoints and then there was a screen on my watch that counted down the miles to the next aid station whoa it's amazing I I mean the furthest one the furthest stretch was um 9.1 miles I think between aid stations okay um but I literally only focused on that mileage Yes. I only focused on the six miles to the next aid station or whatever it was. And I felt like I had told Aaron at the end, I said, I felt like I didn't even run 
50 miles. Like it, time was so weird in the woods. Like it mm-hmm. didn't feel like 13 hours because <laughs> I was only focused on like, oh, I only have three miles more to the aid station or a mile and a half to the aid station. Like I was only small sections. Mm-hmm. Chunked uh, it up. I did. Yeah. So that was really nice. I didn't even let myself think about the whole 50 miles. Yeah, that's good. Um, so then the first aid station that Aaron could come to was um, about 12 miles into the race. Um, and that was at Crosby. And everything that I had read um, was that the first half after Crosby to the next aid station is the most technical part. And that was not a lie. It was <laughs> boulders. And I mean, we went downhill for I don't maybe three quarters, almost a mile. And it was, I felt like it was going straight down over these huge boulders. I mean, there would be times where I'm like on my hands and knees, like crawling down. And then mm-hmm. we crossed a river and then we had to go right back up the same thing, not the same thing, but like the same thing on the other side of the river. Uh-huh straight up over these boulders and you're just like scrambling trying to get up these huge boulders and um and it was it was so technical I felt like I went really really slow during that part um Mm -hmm. but I had I was half an hour ahead at the first aid station that I wanted to be so I felt like I was okay on my time because I kind of had planned for that section to be really slow going um and then that was the the longest stretch. So that was the nine, I think it was 9.5 miles. Wow. Between those two aid stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had taken my salt tabs at, at Crosby and um, I had a bag full of them for the next section. And Aaron forgot to put them in my pack and he put them back in the backpack versus in my hydration pack. So I didn't have any salt tabs during that nine and a half miles but I did have a good um amount of electrolytes so I felt okay and then I also had some more gummies so it was it wasn't the end of the world but I wanted to stay on top of it because I didn't want to be cramping you don't want it to get to be the end of the world right Mm -hmm. I wanted to try and stay on top of it as much as possible Mm -hmm. Um, so then we got to Sugarloaf which is 21 miles um and at that point I was, I left the aid station. Um, I had some food. I think I had another pancake. Um, no, I had a grilled cheese. Mm. It was so good. It was like, the <laughs> best thing. and one of the guys that I was following in that first section of like six, he was at that aid station too, around that time. And we were talking as we were leaving the aid station about how good the grilled cheese was. And we were chatting and then we had caught up with this other guy that he knew. And we were making like, every time we would pass a hundred miler, he was making like these dad jokes and he's like, can I get you anything? How about a bad joke? So he would tell these hundred milers jokes as we would pass them. And oh my it, was, gosh. it was pretty funny. Um, and so we went past, we passed him and kept going. And um, then we got to Kramer, which is halfway. And I had another grilled cheese and I felt like I was 
doing really well. I felt really good because I wanted to get to mile 30 and still feel okay. And mm -hmm. um, it was almost, I think it was seven miles to the next aid station. And halfway between this aid station and the next one, which was Temperance, I didn't, Temperance, you can't have any crew. It was 100 mile crew only. And I was following, I caught up to this girl and we were keeping pace with each other. And then her IT band started bothering her. Mm. And she was talking with me and I felt so bad. Like I wanted to pass her, but I felt so, so bad. And we had like, a mile and a half to the aid station and we were power hiking and we were keeping on pace with what I wanted to do as we were power hiking. So I'm like, let's just power hike this section. I'll get you to the aid station. <laughs> That's good. And I did. And she's like, I'm going to have to pay you to, <laughs> to stay with me for the rest of the race. And I'm like, you don't need to do that. But I said, I got to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I want to like contact her and be like, I'm so sorry. I loved you. But I, I know you got to just run your own race. And I you also do didn't I just I don't know I felt so bad trying to well yeah I mean you just have to you I have know. to do your own thing out there I mean as long as like she's okay like you didn't leave her in the fight oh no. No. no yeah so after temperance you um so I got out of the aid station I left her at the aid station um and I felt like I was running really fast I had caught up with this other guy that I had followed before um and it was very slow incline. I mean, you went over this gorgeous river and there was a ton of like people on the hiking trail there. Um, but then you're going up this, it's Carlson Peak. And at first I was like, okay, this isn't bad. Like I saw this huge climb on the map. This isn't that bad. It's okay, right? You're just going up this gradual climb. No, you get up to the peak and it's like straight up over these massive boulders. And I'm like, oh my god are you kidding me right now it was <laughs> so intense and I'm like this is how am I gonna make it to the top and then all of a sudden you see like this huge peak and I'm like I have to go all the way up there still <laughs> <laughs> Get up there. Uh, and then we both finally got up this peak and he's like well do you think that view is worth it <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but man that was tough like oh gosh that was a big climb um, yeah. Do you know how how big of a climb it was? Like, oh, I'd have know? to look again. I don't remember. Yeah. Sorry. From the top, do you did you like see the lake? And I mean, you probably saw yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it was like, um, I mean, we didn't even go to the very very top of Carlson Peak because we would have to come go up and then come back down because there's not like a loop or whatever. It's like an off trail. Mm -hmm. So we were pretty close, but like the backside of where I was standing was this massive rock mm -hmm. peak. And then you look out and it's like pine trees going straight down and then out. And then you see this huge lake. It just looks like the ocean because you can't see the mm -hmm. other side. I mean, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I wanted to stop and take a picture, but I also just wanted to keep going. Um, right. And, and it was, it was gorgeous. It was a very pretty view. Um but it was a really upon fun. reflection it was pretty <laughs> but in yes. Flint, <laughs> yeah yeah well and also like the first half of the race there were so many roots I felt I kept saying like I feel like I'm in the forbidden forest and no one got what I was saying and I'm like does nobody oh. know about Harry Potter here like what the <laughs> heck 
<laughs> have you guys been living under a rock i know <laughs> like you know that scene where it, it's voldemort and has like the unicorn uh-huh. and all those roots are there that's that's this that's how it was the first half of the race yeah very rooty uh, i also felt like a football player like going between the tires which takes so much more energy than just oh like running on a buffed out trail right yeah um and then at sawbill that was um 39.2 miles into the race and the two miles going into sawbill i was i was struggling at that point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i came in and i was like almost crying like what was what was going through your head at that point like i I felt like I had so much, I mean, I know like 12 miles isn't that much compared to 50, but I felt like it was so long to be on the trail. I never once thought about quitting. Like I knew if I wanted to, I could hike in and I would still be, I would still finish. I knew yeah. I would. Um, so I like quitting never crossed my mind. It was just like, how long was it going to take me to get to the finish line? Yeah. Um, that can feel depressing when it feels like you're moving very slow. Yeah. Um, but then I got um another pancake and some bacon in. And you saw Aaron there, right? I saw, I saw Aaron and my dad was there and Henry. Um and I got some salt tabs in and I did take some Tylenol at that point because my knee was really hurting me. Um I've been having problems with my IT band. Okay. And so that was really bothering me too. Um, and so I took Tylenol and I walked out of the aid station, like just frustrated. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what, Stephanie, you're either going to walk this in and be really mad that you walked in for the next 12 miles, or you can just run really fast and be done faster. (laughs) I did my best three miles on that section, the fastest three of the entire race. And I came in to, um, Oberg, which is the final aid station at 44.8 miles. And Aaron was like, you are 45 minutes ahead of your schedule. When I was like right on my schedule, a little bit close to not being off, off my schedule at the last aid station. Cause I was struggling. Yes. So I made up so much time and he's wow. like, what is wrong? And I'm like, I sprinted that last section. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm pissed. I just want to be done. <laughs> I was just so- <laughs> no, I'm not okay. <laughs> 44 miles yeah (laughs) it was just I was so done I just wanted to be done and the next the last section has two more big climbs so not quite as big as Carlton Peak um or as technical um but still really big climbs um there was a section that was stairs and I remember sitting on the stairs for like 30 seconds and then I saw this other person coming and I'm like, dang it. Now I got to get up and walk. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was, it was two really big climbs. And I remember the last climb. Oh, and at Oberg, I got my headphones. So I was listening to music for the first time, the whole race, um, which I felt like was a really big motivator. I told Aaron, I didn't want, I didn't want my headphones, even if I was struggling before that until that last aid station to really get me through. Um those last um tough climbs seven seven miles yeah Mm -hmm. seven Mm -hmm. miles to finish um and the last two big climbs and 
And I remember I saw, so the finish is at like um, the Lutzen Mountains where there's like a big ski resort. And I remember I saw the chalet as I was crossing this bridge and the last like three quarters of a mile is on gravel road going into the Lutzen Mountain Resort. Mm -hmm. And I saw this hundred miler like up ahead and he was like sprinting. And I'm like, if he can sprint, dang it, I'm sprinting too. (laughs) And so I was, I felt like, I don't think I was sprinting, but I felt like I was going so fast and then people were cheering and I was tearing up and Mm -hmm. I came down this little hill and I, all I had, the person that was at the corner was like, all you have to do is go down that hill and you're there. And I went down this hill and you go past this building, like apartment or hotel building. It was skinny. And I saw my kids there like running out to me. And I grabbed Henry and we crossed the finish line. And I was like bawling as I was oh. crossing the finish line. It was mm-hmm. the most magical thing in the whole world. I mean, that's what I had pictured my whole race is crossing the finish line with my kids. Mm-hmm. And um and have it like actually happen was just it was magical and like um there was someone that came up to me later as we were sitting there and she's like that was the most precious finish I've ever seen and I was like well that was what I've been dreaming about for years now and she like started tearing up again and it was just it was magical I feel like I'm tearing up (laughs) I mean it's been a long time coming for you to do this race Yes. Like it's been a long, you've wanted to do this race for a long time. And then you're also a mom of three. I know, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> that's just hard. It is hard. <laughs> I know. It's really hard in general, but you did it. You had your sights set on it. You trained, yeah. you know, you got to the race, you did the race, yeah. you finished the race. Like okay. it's a big deal. Yeah. So I had a goal, like I said in the beginning, I had a goal of 14 hours and I finished in 13 hours and 17 minutes. So I beat my goal. And that I'm is really, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm typically like middle of the pack. So I was pretty much right in the middle. So yeah. I was pretty happy about that. But So good. Like also beat your goal. Yeah. That always feels good. And yeah, just, I am so glad your family was there you know, and you got that finish with your kids because they saw you do that, Yeah, you know? Yeah, I know. And it's, they were at the last aid station too, which I kind of forgot to mention. They were at Oberg before, Mm -hmm. but then it's like, I was eating mac and cheese. They had like little cups of mac and cheese. I was eating mac and cheese and like Henry was wanting some. So I was feeding Henry like mac and cheese as I'm like shoving in my face. And Aaron was like, stop eating mom's food. (laughs) Mom life right there. He was like grabbing my, um, at every aid station, basically he was grabbing my, uh, hope like hose for my water bladder and like sucking on it and drinking my, and I'm like, heck. Yeah. You're never not a mom, even when you're running 50 miles. I know. Well, someone, when I crossed the finish line was like, did dad say you were back on duty right away? Like, screw you. You're done. You're good. You can just (laughs) take your kids. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Okay. So I know like the finish line was, you know, everything you had hoped it would be. What about just, you know, the whole race race experience? How did it line up with what you thought in your head it was going to be like? 
So someone asked, was that the hardest thing you've ever done? And I said, I don't, I don't think so. Like I, obviously like when you go back and look like 13 miles or 13 hours and it was technically 52 miles, it didn't seem like that. Like it, like I said, when I was watching my watch, like it was all I was focused on was those miles to get to the next aid station. And I didn't let myself think about the whole thing that I had to do. I was very anxious leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, I just felt like, I don't know, I only focused on the aid station. And <clears throat> and any time that it did get hard, like even those two miles leading into um, that aid station that I was struggling at for, around 40 miles, like I'm like, I worked so hard for this. Like, just be happy you're out here. Like, look how beautiful it is out here. And mm-hmm. Um, I just kept thinking like it's I feel so blessed to be able to do this and like my family is so supportive of me like Aaron supported me so much I mean he would push me out the door for runs and my friend Mary Jo would bike with me when we were camping for long runs and like all these people that have put so much time not just me into this obviously like I put a lot of time into it but and it all came together to like the most perfect day like yeah it was hard it was a struggle to do 50 miles but it was it was a gorgeous day everything went perfectly like I could not have asked for a better first 50 mile experience than this one oh good and I had a couple people say like superior shouldn't be your first 50 miler like it's too technical it's too hard and I was like but I kind of like kind of like technical like I I don't want to like run on a flat surface for 50 miles. That's not right. why I got into trails. Yeah. Right. I like, I like having like the walking breaks when you're going over these routes that are mm-hmm. a mile, you know, where you're able to slow down just a little bit and take your time. Yeah. Um, and it's more than just running, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was a perfect day. Everything was amazing that's so good yeah I love that yeah so I could do recovery a little bit better I think I think yeah I was gonna ask um well I have a couple questions um so okay like first of all leading into the race Mm -hmm. I'm gonna rewind real quick like, how did you feel? Like, did you feel ready? You know, like, how was the last of your training? I don't think I heard about, you know, like, yeah, the last of that. And like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what? And even just like when you started the race and like, did you feel okay? Like, you know, leaving the kids and like, you know, was there any mom stuff in the back yeah. of your brain or like, just yeah. tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, for your first question for training, um, Ashley Nordell helped me for the last six weeks of my training and she's, she's from Minnesota. She's done superior. She's done the 100 and she knew the course so well. And she was telling me about all this different stuff that I should be doing. And she gave me a training plan for six, six weeks leading up to the race. And a lot of it was on elevation, which I hadn't really done any I mean, I did some hill repeats, not many before that. Um, 
And so it was really nice that she would do these. It was a different workout each week on getting some hills in. And I feel like that really helped me prepare for this race. Um, the elevation of the whole course elevation gain is 12,500 feet, um, okay. for the whole course. It's like mm-hmm. net 25,000. 25, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so she, um, I feel like she really, really helped me. And my last like long run day, I was on my treadmill. I was having shin splints before that, okay. um, which we got under control with her help. It was amazing. Um, but my last long run was four and a half hours on my treadmill at max incline. Really? Yeah. So I oh basically power hiked for four and a half hours uphill. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. But, um, I feel like it really, really helped. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think if my shins wouldn't have been a problem, I was going to do hill repeats for four and a half hours. Um, and that would have helped with downhill, Mm -hmm. but because my shins were a problem, we decided just to do the treadmill. Um, but downhill was pretty tough for me. So if I was going to do anything different, I would probably practice a little bit more downhills. Okay. Um, and then as far as like mom guilt so we had some friends come up there and they offered to take the kids Friday night well they took the girls we had Henry still because he's just doesn't sleep very well when he's not at home Um, Mm -hmm. so they took the girls which was really nice because I mean you we left our cabin at 4 20 in the morning so that would have been really early start for the girls Mm -hmm. um so it it just felt nice that they I knew that the girls were like playing all day. They went swimming in Lake Superior and they went to go on a hike and see a waterfall. And I knew that they were gonna have like a super fun day. So I wasn't I wasn't worried at all about them. Good. And and Aaron took care of Henry and he's a great dad. So I wasn't mm-hmm. yeah. Mom guilt was like not a thing because I feel Good. like I don't really I don't do this, you know? No. I don't just like leave my kids. So I don't know. It was nice to like not have any of the mom guilt. I'm just so glad. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Cause yeah. just, I don't know. I mean, just getting to a race I don't know, can just feel hard sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's so good. Well, I mean, yeah, you've been working for this for a long time. Yeah. I signed up for it in January. Mm-hmm. A lottery. Yeah. But it's been on your mind for years. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Like before we had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and so like, okay. So you might do like more downhill training Mm -hmm. for next time. Um, what else would you like take with you for next time? And, and will there be a next time? What's next? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the biggest thing right now is downhills and then figuring out stuff with my feet on the, on the trail. Um, especially cause like my feet, <clears throat> sometimes they'll blister like if during a long run, um, mm-hmm. but it's never like my toenails are really janky right now. Uh, yeah. So you have blisters under your toenails underneath my toenails. Okay. They're like 
popped up and like crooked. Mm. I told him. <clears throat> so um, that really hurts. Amelia stepped on one this morning and I was like, ah, and then she cried. She was like, I'm sorry, mom. I'm like, it's okay. It was just like an, yes. a reaction from you. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. I didn't, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you also need to not step on my toes right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and then I think recovery is the biggest thing. I think I could have, I don't know. I mean, I'm still learning this kind of stuff. And like yeah. last night, my ankles and my feet, and my toes were so swollen. Um, Aaron got me an ice foot bath. Uh-huh. So I put my feet in that, which hurt, but it helped, I think. And then I raised my feet for like half an hour. Okay. Um, but I just think I could have done that like Friday night, maybe. Maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. And also wearing like compression socks in the car on the way home because that was five and a half hours that we were on the way home. Mm-hmm. Did um, you so you like spent the night in, in the cabin up there and yeah. then came back the next day? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, the cabin that we were staying at had a three night minimum, so we were up there Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. But it was gorgeous. It was right on Lake Superior, so you so can't. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. So like, yeah. How did you, how'd your body feel after the race? Like, were you able to eat, you know, sometimes like, I feel like when you do a new distance, sometimes you can kind of get kind of sick. I don't know. Like, yeah. My stomach was surprisingly great the entire time. Um, mm -hmm. and at the end I wanted I wanted to eat like I was hungry, but I didn't like gorge myself. Like they had chili, um, like a vegetarian and a beef chili at the finish line with some cornbread. So I had a little cup of chili and some cornbread and then um, a hard cider. Good. <laughs> and, yeah, it was good. Um, and we sat there and um, well, it was so funny. So actually the friends who came up, they, her daughter and Joanna are best friends and um and she has an older daughter and that daughter gets really gets along really well with Amelia. Um, and her middle daughter was very sad because she didn't get to run across the finish line with me. And I was sitting down eating my chili and she was still like crying. And I'm like, what's wrong with Holly? And she's like, she's sad. She didn't get to run across the finish line with you. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Holly, do you want to run with me to that block over there? And she's like, yeah. So I grabbed her hand and like jogged. To the block this block and back and then she was happy and she was like how are you still running after 50 minutes? you're like, like when duty calls I know I just I felt bad but I actually I mean my legs were really tight but I felt um really good it was like I had told you before this um before we started recording I was really shaky afterwards like we got back to the cabin and we put the kids down for bed and then my dad was staying in the cabin with us and we had a bonfire outside and I just could not warm up. I mean, I had like two blankets on sitting by the fire and I was just shaking and I'm like, I need to go to bed. And I also slept really awful that night. Like I was in, I was in a lot of pain mm. that night. Mm. Um, and, and I just couldn't stop shaking. I also mm. had no chafing. Wow. I know. Wow. Oh, I know. That's, I don't think ever happened amazing. to me. It's never happened to me. <laughs> it was amazing. What did you do? How did, what was your I, trick? I put a ton of body glide on. 
Okay. Literally everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like there's always like an area that like you didn't plan for no. that like rubs, you know, like even if the normal areas don't rub, like other places rub. Yeah. Well, I got into the shower, like expecting to hurt. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there are, there's nothing. And I like lifted up my boobs. Cause you know how sometimes you get like the chafing, like right under here. Nothing. Wow. I know. I was amazed. Wow. That's insane. I, Cause every time I know, especially for 50 milers, like sometimes it's like, I like can't even walk after the race just because, uh, just because of chafing, yeah. like, like your butt, I know, or like, you know, like, and yeah. just, yeah, your yeah. Boobs. Like, oh my gosh, it just hurts. I know. But I did like when the water went over my face, like it was all salty and I'm like, oh. like you just oh. have so salt coming off. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what has been your favorite recovery food? Like, have you, have you like had some of your favorite treats or anything? Yeah. So the last time I saw my dad before the race, he got me this, um, it's called death by chocolate. And it's like these little jars. I don't have it with me. I ate one last night. He got them at Costco. They're little jars, like, I don't know, three or four inches tall and just like circular glass jars they have like seven or eight layers of different kinds of chocolate and like there'd be like a mousse and then there'd be like chocolate chips and then there'd be like cookie crumbs and then there'd be like this ganache and there's like <laughs> chocolate cake on the bottom of them and I ate it last night and I'm like oh my gosh this is so good <laughs> and margarita I had margarita too awesome yeah yum I mean that's extra salt I live for that stuff yeah yeah. yeah. Not that you need to run a race to eat that stuff, but just like, it just makes it feel so much better because you're like, you just did that. And then you're like, oh my gosh, what do I want? And then you just yeah. eat whatever. And I love it. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, I, you're right. You don't need to eat that much or you don't need to eat it just because you ran or you don't have to run just to eat that, but it does, it makes it taste like extra special. Yeah. 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 So then what's next? Mm-hmm. Um I I don't know what's next. I kind of want to do a uh, 100k cuz I feel like that's like you know only 10 more miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean 52 miles. So it's really right. only like 9 miles. Cuz yeah. I did 52. Yeah. No. Well, yes, you, uh, 100K is usually 62. Oh, is it? Okay. So 10 miles. Yeah. 10 miles. Yeah. So, that's, you could totally do that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I think too. Mm-hmm. And then cool. maybe it'll get me into a qualifier for like Western States. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yes. We'll see. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't have any plans for like the rest of this year it would be next year sometime. Um, I kind of right now I, I, my plan is to like run like three days a week and then do some lifting and some more strength training. Cause I feel like I could probably do with some more strength, mm-hmm. um, especially after coming off such a really heavy running block for the last nine months. Like, I feel like I probably should have incorporated a little bit more strength. I did some on Ashley telling me that I should do some strength training. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I feel like I could do some more and then maybe like around the first of the year while we're traveling I might I might run some more in different mm -hmm. places mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah oh my gosh well you did amazing Steph yeah and you did it I know I did it Woo! <laughs> I'm so excited so awesome yeah I feel like a real ultra marathoner now right you've done yeah. one of those kind of quintessential distances right mm -hmm. yeah not that I mean, he's not but yeah you were one before but it's still always nice to um set your sight on a challenge and then prove to yourself you can do it mm -hmm. you know and even, I mean, when I was talking with Ashley Nordell, and she's I like, I love Ashley. I love her. She is amazing. <laughs> Ashley, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> she's so sweet. And she's like, it's not that it's, she, we were talking about like very high mileage for these races. And, and if you haven't listened to that episode with her, go back and listen. But I feel like she knows what it's like to be, a mom and also train for really long distances and that mm -hmm. you don't have to do 30 mile training runs every weekend to be able to do a long distance race, like 50 or a hundred miles. Mm -hmm. um, typically it's like 20 miles followed by like a 15 or 12 miler the next day, mm -hmm. which I feel like is really doable. Um, And I just, she incorporates so much other things besides just like a training plan so I just I love that it's like it doesn't have to be these huge distances you don't yes you have to put in time to do it but um not as much as you might think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you're on the fence about doing a 50 miler contact sure. Ashley. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love that yeah That's so good good yeah. <sighs> well done thank you I want to hear about some of your life in Costa Rica. <laughs> Dang it. I'm done talking about myself. <laughs> well, it's fun to hear about your race. I mean, I, so listening to you talk, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, okay. First of all, like, I don't even know if I can call myself a runner anymore. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. That's just a joke, but I know, but in all seriousness, it's very difficult moving to another country. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> And just like finding places that you feel safe running in a very unknown world. That's like completely right. different than your old or, you know, where you're yeah. usually living. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, and then, and then also um, we had COVID recently too. So I just feel like I haven't run in over a week and the running I did before that was like, you know, 30 minutes most days not all days yeah. but <laughs> and, you got out there. what you got out there yeah yeah um like there we live up in the hills in um in this town that's kind of in the central valley of costa rica so it's yeah there's like dirt country roads that are kind of like rocky bumpy um you drive up them and you're like, should probably have four wheel drive. <laughs> um, I did run the car off the road, um, last week. Oh no. Very lightly. It was gentle. It was minor. Lightly. 
Um, yeah, like I just, well, okay. Long story. It's kind of a long story, but, um, anyway, I can get into that later, but it's just, so you can run on those roads, like around our house, which is nice. They're pretty quiet. And you usually you'll see some people walking or hiking or, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel comfortable going too far away yet. I wouldn't either. Um, it just, I don't know. I just, well, you know, I mean, it's like the whole topic lately of just women safety while running and, and how there's a lot we can't control. And there is a lot you can do to try and stay safe, but, um, then I don't know, then there's scary stuff too. The world isn't always as safe as we would like to hope that it would be. Um, and so, yeah, but then, um, I feel really safe on campus. Okay. Um, Cartier is where Chase works and then where the kids go to school. And that's like a jungle research station. Mm. And it's really pretty. It's very flat though. That's the problem. Um, but it's very safe. And so I will run there and I feel good running there. Um, because you feel like you're just kind of running at sea level or something (laughs) just in the Hills, you're like, Oh, I'm dying like on every run. But if you're running on the flats, you're like cruising. I mean, it's hot and humid here. Um, not too, too bad, but sometimes the sun, if the sun's out, um, it's very intense. Um, and we're closer to it, you know, just being close to the equator. So, um, you know, you just, you finish a run and you're just like glistening, just dripping. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so anyway, I have to get back into my groove of running. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to sign up for a race. I just don't know, um, which one or like, I'm thinking about maybe doing a trail race up North in like Monteverde area, which is like pretty, a lot of people go there. Um, it's by like Arenal, which is like a big volcano. And, um, there's like a cloud forest up there and it's, it's like touristy and stuff, um, which be nice, honestly, because our, the town we're in is very not touristy. There's not a lot of English. Um, is that hard? Yes. Um, it's very hard because my Spanish is bad. I start every sentence saying, lo siento, me Espanol as small, like, (laughs) sorry, it's bad. Um, and it's just very exhausting. It's like, it, it takes a lot of energy to live here. Um, and just like the kids school is great. Like, I I mean, Belen doesn't like love it yet. I mean, she likes it. Okay. And she does. All right. Not a lot of her students speak English like that she's with. And, um, and it's just also her first school experience ever. Yeah. And so I think she's doing really good. I'm proud of her, but it's, um, she, she would rather just not go. Um, Dash is doing well and he, um, has like a best friend that speaks English, um, from Honduras, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but like, so every message I get from teachers on like this platform online, it's like, I have to translate everything. They probably think I'm like the world's worst parent because there's just things I kind of miss or like, maybe I don't have the energy to like deal with. I, I it's just, it's very difficult. Like 
just the little things of living here is just very hard. Um, and it takes, like I said, so much energy. So it's like, I can do like only a couple things a day <laughs> in yeah. trying to like, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's laughable. I think it's so like at first it was like, gosh, like, is this even worth it? Like, this is hard. Is it even worth it pushing yourself out of your comfort zone? Like, is that a good thing? Like, yeah. do we need to do that? Yeah. Um, and, and I do think it's, I do think it's good. Um, you know, it's like running an ultra. It's like, it is good to challenge yourself yeah. and push yourself a little bit. Um, and it teaches you a lot. Like you grow, you grow a lot. Um, I feel like we're learning a lot. Um, and you know, and it's not a forever thing. So it's like, I do feel like, um, I got advice before we left, um, just to be really patient and like, give myself a lot of space, um, you know, do things slowly, take your time getting settled and everything. Cause it just does take a long time. It takes a long time to feel settled, like settled. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we've been here a month and I'm not like we're a little a already. Yeah. It's been a month mm -hmm. like wow. today. Yeah. Wow. And, um, but it's just like, I'm just still not comfortable, um, going and, and it's just hard to find things around here because the town is chaos. <laughs> I mean, it's for my eyes, like coming from bend where there's, it's, really like it's a quote unquote like very like nice bubble like it's hip it's trendy it's everything's you know like expensive and nice and clean and coming here it's like there's great stuff here and but it's like everything's a hole in the wall you don't know what is in a store you can't tell at all like everything's just I don't know it's just it's chaotic um, yeah. it's hard to describe. And then driving here, it's just like, there's no order. Um, there's definitely a flow and you find it, but there's, there's no order. It's like, you don't know. It, it's, <laughs> uh, you don't understand unless until you like come here and you're like, Oh, like it just, uh, it'll be like, we'll go somewhere and it'll be like, okay, it's, you know, 12 miles away and that's going to take an hour and a half <laughs> to like get somewhere. Um, and it's just because like the roads are just like windy and, um, narrow and, or there's like traffic or it's just, it's so funny. It's like, and you can't even really describe it. It's yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I mean, on the other hand, it's very pretty. I love where we live. It feels like we live in a tree house kind yeah. of, and it's like a new house. Um, well, that's nice. Which is great. And, and, um, like the homeowners of the place are really kind. They, um, helped me get unstuck when I ran my car off the road, uh, last week. And, um, they're just like, every, I have not really met anybody that's mean in Costa Rica. Like everybody is so nice. We will definitely take that away with us, um, from our time here, which is really cool. Um, cause like last week we had COVID 
I did the car thing. Um, that was after like, technically we could go in the world Mm -hmm. again. Um, but, uh, and then like we, that day ended and, um, Chase's boss, like sent us over some pizzas Mm -hmm. for dinner and, um, like a friend of a friend ran and got us groceries and like dash couldn't get over how like somebody spent their night going to get us food at the grocery store. Like that was really cool. Like he just kept saying over and over, he's like, that was so nice. That was so nice. And so I think there's, there are good things, you know? Um, and I mean, just jungle. It's really cool. This week we went, yeah. Um, so there's sloths on campus, which I have yet to see. Um, or in person. Um, and then, but then this weekend we went to the Caribbean, uh, and to this little town, Cahuita, um, over on the east side of the country. And it, I mean, the water, it's bath water. I mean, it is so warm. It's almost like you need to step out of it sometimes just to like cool off. Oh my God. (laughs) It's insane. And yeah. And then um, there was monkeys and sloths and uh, a raccoon that we saw like climb up a palm tree. And um, there's just so many crazy things here and so many bugs and butterflies and um, Bellin's like our official bug saver in the house. Like we see new, at least like seven to 10 new bugs every day. That's crazy. Most of them. Yeah. Most of them are just, you know, like small little beetles and they look nice and that's fine. Um, Bellin always like rescues, rescues them from the house and takes them outside. And she just is obsessed with the bugs. Um, but then we're also like, you know, don't touch that. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah I mean, you've got to like watch out for like in, you don't go, you don't ever walk on grass at night ever because yeah. there could be a snake in there or something. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like nighttime is definitely when the creepy crawlies come out. Oh. Um, we did see like the biggest spider we've ever seen. Um, one night. How big was it? It was probably the like the body was, the body was like a quarter, bigger than a quarter, like a half dollar. Yeah. And then the legs though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was big. And then there's like these huge toads out at night. And then, you know, and I think that's why the snakes come out at night. I don't know. Cause they're yeah. eating things. Um, but like, you know, and you're not supposed to touch any, I wouldn't touch any frogs in Costa Rica because okay. they're like skin can be poisonous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's interesting, you know, and I feel like there's just so much beautiful jungle and like hillsides, but I feel like it is a little, I mean, you can't, you don't just, you can't just go into the jungle. I mean, well, especially like coming from Bend or like even Minnesota, like we grab all the frogs and like, maybe there's a snake, but it's like a gardener snake and it's like, they're not going to hurt you. Um, and the only thing that we have is like poison oak, poison ivy, like, um, which isn't fun, but like, we don't have a ton of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's different. everything could kill you. (laughs) Exactly. I know. Like it is, I mean, in a lot of ways, we think Costa Rica is a great place like to be with kids right now because, um, 
you know, like if you're traveling to other areas, like, you know, Europe or something, and it, they're not at the age where they want to just go into museum after museum after, you know, like buildings, like they're not as interested in that. Like they are interested in nature and exploring and, yeah. you know, um, ocean and waterfalls and stuff. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's a mix of like, yay, this is great. And also don't touch that. <laughs> And, uh, but it is really fascinating. And, um, I feel like the jungle has like its own sound, like it, like literally pulses with life, like, Great. like on campus, like you come into campus and it's like, you just hear the birds and there's like, I don't know, like buzzing, humming, like everywhere. It's really cool. Cool. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's all about finding like the places that you like, you know, like I've found, um, I have found two cafes that are really nice and I like to be in. Um, And I started Spanish lessons Mm. um, when the kids are at school, which is great. And um, I think that's going to help a lot. And that's in like this cute little bed and breakfast that has like outdoor like courtyards and gardens and like it's just very cool and you would have no idea that it would exist because it's just like a normal wall and you go in the door and then it's like this oasis like that's just the theme here is like you just have no idea what to expect that would be Uh, helpful like we're used to like big windows and like being able to see and like we know what things are inside yeah definitely yeah it's very weird as it's very weird. Like it's chaos for my eyes. There's just like signs and things like flyers and, um, and, and bars, you know, like there's a lot of like bars over like windows and, or, you know, everybody has like big fences and, um, gates and, you know, like, which doesn't feel very Costa Rican, you know, cause like everybody's really warm and like, open and everything but it's like all the houses and stuff are like closed down like I think it's for safety you know I mean I'm sure yeah Um, but still yeah it's unique it is (laughs) so yeah I mean just uh yeah I I do think it's um it is like teaching me a lot yeah and I'm excited about that like and and just like the kids like I mean I've always loved um kind of like anthropology archaeology like learning about other cultures and you know reading my national geographics and all that stuff and like this is like a real life experiment of that yeah like I mean showing our kids like not everybody lives like how we live in Bend you know (laughs) which is like no. and they need to see that and understand I think it, it could be helpful yeah. definitely I mean it definitely is I think good to know like the world is bigger than what you think it is you know anytime you travel or go on a vacation or anything you learn that you know yeah exactly. so, yeah yeah are you happy yeah for the most part yeah, I am I mean it was, it was really helpful. Cause like, we've been here for a while, but like only just got to the ocean this last weekend, just because of like the girls had COVID first and then we had like nine days and then we got it. Oh, so it's God. like, it killed a couple weekends 
of exploring, right. you know, and then you're just like cooped up and you're like, oh gosh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it once, like when we're able to like explore, then that's that good. Makes- yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's good. 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 Figuring it out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it's been so much fun catching up. Same. Nice. Yes. Oh yeah. It's nice. Nice to see your face. I know. Well, it's good. It's good to be back with everybody today and, um, hopefully you all are well out there. A reminder for listeners uh, you can subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter at treelinejournal.com. You can also find us on Instagram at runhardmomhardpod. And you can always send us a message there and we'd love to talk with you. Yeah, we would. And don't forget to go to treelinecoffee.com. Use code RUNHARD10 for 10% off of your order and you can purchase our coffee blend called You Got This. Mm-hmm. Best coffee Honestly, I really miss it because they don't ship to Costa Rica at this point in time. Um, plus yeah. also, I don't, don't really, want to it. I don't really have an address. Honestly, our address is like a paragraph long. It's like 500 meters north and 50 meters east of the soccer field. Literally. And what yeah. really? That's so funny. Yeah. And honestly, like that drives me nuts because yeah, you, I mean, Dash's birthday. I'm used up. to getting things shipped to us. What? I'm used to getting things like shipped to me. Yes. Like I order things online and they come yeah. to my address. No, like we just can't really do it. And um, we were gonna have grandparents like mail stuff for Dash's birthday, and it just seems too complicated. There's no guarantee it would make it to us. Uh customs is really strict, and mm. so they're Hard. just kind of like sending us money and we'll take them shopping and it'll be fine but it's different so it's a little that's a little tough for me I'm like uh I'm used to having like an address like a number on your house on your street like I don't know it's like do you even exist in the world if you don't have an address (laughs) it's a question (laughs) yeah okay I don't want to rub it in your face but I do love getting my tree line coffee every two weeks yes yes yeah. Well, and so I was telling Steph earlier, a lot of uh, Costa Ricans don't actually drink that good of coffee because it's all pretty much exported. So there's coffee plants right out my door and banana trees and everything. But like the coffee, I don't know. It's kind of a weird, a weird little thing. There's good coffee yeah. in like cafes, but the everyday coffee for us so far like is fine chase makes the coffee and he brings it to me in bed which is really nice um but it's not like like it needs creamer and sugar <laughs> so anyway okay everybody go get your tree line coffee. go to trailing coffee have a great day we hope you're running and staying safe um and just kicking butt with whatever you're doing you got this